Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 308. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. We've got some good stuff to get into today. Going to start things off. Um, You guys are, you know, adults as well, and live, uh, you know, away from your parents. Um, I don't know about you guys. Do you ever have the feeling? And I always think of stepbrothers when Will Ferrell buys the roll of toilet paper from Costco and he walks out of the store and, you know, fist in the air. He's, he's done it. He's, he's happy. Do you ever have those like feelings when you buy certain things? Like we bought some potted plants over the weekend. It's a very adult purchase. I mean, you've you've been to my place. I don't have very many potted plants around here, so. Um, well, it doesn't have to be that specifically. Yeah, I, I, I don't sheets. do that adult kind of stuff, but um, but yeah, I mean the, the toilet paper thing. I had I bought that big one like two weeks ago. I had to bring it in. It feels weird. You're bringing that giant thing. It's like you almost have, have to have two hands of it. <laughs> you run into someone like it's just me. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, but you know, you do you have to do it. Everyone knows. Yeah, I don't know. Just little. Things when you're you're buying, it's like, hmm, you just bought nice bed sheets the other day, and like, it's an adult buy right there. Also, that's what look look to your right right now. I believe there's a package of bed sheets that I got for Christmas. So, look at Andy, you've arrived. Why are they not set up yet? Uh, I'm going to use these ones until they're dead. You know, save save a little another six years at least. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah, I don't know. Just something I I always think about when uh, you know those kinds of purchases come up, and uh, they're coming up more and more often these days. All right, um, more rust news, and uh, Alec Baldwin seems to be inescapable. Uh, one, they are going to resume filming this movie Rust, and uh, Alec Baldwin is supposedly going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, kind of crazy because uh, I guess the case really is, well, he fired the gun, which is like, he is an actor and, you know, it's not necessarily his responsibility. So I, I don't know if that case is actually going to go anywhere. Um, people are saying that no matter what people think about Alec Baldwin, like a lot of people don't like him, the Hollywood community will be pretty furious if anything does happen because he's still like one of their own. He still is an actor. He's and a good old boy. don't want to be responsible for shit like this. Um, so I think, yeah, I think part of it was like the other producers weren't, aren't going to be charged. So it's not necessarily being charged as the a producer. Um, it's just the, uh, the person who handled the gun and him. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I was listening to a thing the other day and they were saying like the armor was not on set for this scene as she wasn't told. Otherwise she would have been there and you know handed the gun over. So it sounds like not all of the proper protocols were being, uh, uh, you know, done. Yeah. And, um, I mean, all this stuff has already been out there. It's been, it's been almost two years or something since this, since this happened, um, or over a year, at yeah, least. a year and a half or something. Um, yeah. And it's just, I think we've gone all through, Oh, who's responsible? Who does this job? And it just sounds like a lot of people failed. Um, and it really sucks, but, I don't know if anyone needs to go to jail for this. So well, that just shows you what happens when you go uh, trying to save a quarter. Yeah, and I mean that's the other part is Hollywood's been doing this a lot lately of going to different places and filming movies because it's cheaper and there's different rules and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that might that might change too. Um, they said yeah, if New Mexico, the state of New Mexico, successfully prosecutes this case, the New Mexican film industry will be dead. Like Breaking Bad three will have to be in a different state. What? I didn't know there was a Breaking Bad 2. Hmm. I'm assuming. Well, there was a Breaking Bad 2, kind of. I guess a movie. There's that one movie, yeah. All right. Well, weird. I don't anticipate this uh, going away anytime soon. I think people love to talk about it because he's so controversial, I suppose. Yeah. but uh, I mean, I did see a, a good conversation about him. Is he the the most disappointing actor in that if you thought like in the late eighties, early nineties, this guy was going to be 
you know, it's him and Tom Cruise. And then Alec Baldwin's had a good career, but he's doing a lot of side characters, done TV. Yeah. Um, but you say like, okay, he did Beetlejuice and he did like Hunt for Red October. It's like this guy can do it all. And then just kind of not a huge actor, you know? It's complicated. He was yeah. in The Departed and he was good there. Yeah, that's a great role. And it was eighth build, maybe? Probably, yeah. Um, I think about his scene um, at the golf range all the time in that movie. Um, just one of the best. When the, he's talking about how... He's talking about David and why you should get married. Good to be married. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the rest of, or you know, his uh, f- film schedule will be uh, anytime soon, other than Rust. And I wonder, is Rust going to be the most watched movie in the world or the least watched movie in the world when it comes out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it probably was never going to be very good. Um, just a l- lower budget production. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about Megan Two. Did I say that right? Uh, yeah, Megan 2.0. Uh, this is confirmed. They already have a release date January 2025, so two years from now. They're already making uh, a new model? Yeah, it, it was pretty obvious after the success. I think it's over $75 million so far now um, that they would make another one because they're, these are cheap movies to make. Um, and they, they're, bringing, they're bringing everyone back. Now, there'll be a new Megan. I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, obvious decision to make. Um, just keep putting these things out. You just print money. A uh, very easy business model for these horror movies. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about Netflix movies this year. Yeah, Netflix put out a, uh, a little trailer um, featuring a bunch of the movies they're putting out over the course of the year, which kind of like uh, HBO. Yeah, HBO does those things. It's really nice, but it's usually not like the full year. Like they're no, showing stuff. Here's the season. Um, yeah, that's going to be out at the end of the year. Um, and it does remind me of the George Costanza quote where he's like, if you take everything that I've accomplished in life and put it into one day. It looks it's actually pretty good. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> if you take every movie from Netflix that's coming in 2023, Netflix looks pretty good. Like, Oh, okay. But it's, you know, maybe every month or something interesting. So um, I'm going to go through a few of them here. I feel like every month is even kind of a, a reach. Yeah. So um, murder mystery too. Remember, remember murder mystery true. Yeah. It's been long awaited. Yeah, That is coming March 31st. I so. still don't remember seeing this movie, but I've been told I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it exists. Yeah, I, I've seen it. It's it was a good one. It, it had, it's pretty funny too. I think if I remember correctly, I'm sure it's no Hubie Halloween. <clears throat> We've got a Extraction Two coming out June 16th. All right. Uh, still never seen Extraction. It's been it's, on my list for forever. It's decent. Uh, we got it's, uh, Chris Hemsworth, and it's uh, one of the Russo brothers, not both Russo brothers, just one of them who, who's involved. Um, I don't know how that works, but um, yeah, that's June 16th. Let's see what's another good one here. Um, this is this is uh, probably going to be terrible, but Heart of Stone is about a uh, assassin named Rachel Stone. This just sounds like a '90s movie to me, um, and it's uh, everyone's favorite Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, no one really knows anymore, um, but she needs new projects because I don't know if Wonder Woman's still happening, and um, I think she's coming back to the Fast and Furious or something. I don't know, but that's happening. Um, and then towards the end of the year, some ones I'm looking forward to. There's like three so far. I don't. Well, this is there's like fifty something. I'm just towards I'm the end of the year. I'm going to list every single one of them. Um, but the killer, David Fincher, Michael Fassbender. Oh, should, he's back should, from the dead. Should, yeah, Michael Fassbender hasn't been in a movie in four years. Uh, he's got two coming out this year, I think. Um, but I love David Fincher, and he's uh done well for Netflix already with uh, Mindhunter and and Mank. So he's got a good relationship there. And he, he knows how to make movies about people who kill people, you know, Zodiac and Seven. So, um, yeah, this is one of my most anticipated. So that's, I've, I've long said that Michael Fassbender looks like he'd be an asshole. He gets to be probably an asshole in this movie. So that's coming out November 10th. Um, we've got Leo coming November 22nd. Just a movie about DiCaprio? Don't know too much about it. Directed by Robert Smigel, starring Adam Sandler and Bill Burr. Oh. Um, I believe it's an animated movie, but still, you know, oh. hmm. it is a Happy Madison production. It is part of that Netflix deal, it must be. So, let me ask you this: Is Rob Schneider going to be in it? Yes. Okay, he's fifth Bill. So, so it goes Bill Burr, and then Cecily oh. Strong, Jason Alexander, who we already just talked about. Oh, um, Rob Schneider, and then 
Oh, Sadie Sandler, Sonny Sandler, and Jackie Sandler. Oh, oh, Those all his daughters or something? Is Sadie yeah. Sandler their golden retriever? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's all, all Sandler kids. Um, also, Nick Swartzen, he needs jobs too, so good hmm. for him. Because I was kind of wondering, um, Rob Schneider is an out Republican conservative, and so I was wondering, like, is he going to be allowed to be in these movies anymore? Yeah, the- people are fine with that. That's good because it, it you should be able to say things and not have everyone go nuts. Well, if it's animated, I I put the over under at like three to one that I won't watch it. Yeah, but you never know. You didn't watch the Hotel Transylvania series. Um, well, those get kind of a pass because they're, they're Halloween. So if I get bored enough, uh, okay, yeah. I've watched some of those, some of it, I, I, at least one. Yeah, I think I've only seen the one. But if it's not a seasonal movie, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Hubie Halloween 2 is not on this list. Not yet. They're saving that for next year. They couldn't get Shaq back in time. Yeah. Well, next up, I have uh, December 8th, Leave the World Behind. Um, it is Sam Esmail. Uh, the creator of Mr. Robot. So um, I don't. He's done a couple like other shows, like not fully run. Um, but yeah, that guy made a great show that I love. He's doing a, a big movie for Netflix, uh, starring uh, Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, and uh, Ethan Hawke. So interesting. Pretty nice, right there. Um, and then the big one for me. And this is the real big one. Uh, the big one for Netflix and for Zack Snyder fans around the world. <laughs> but um, he's back. Zack Snyder, oh boy. doing Rebel Moon. This is his uh, big sci-fi, big budget movie. Um, he's trying to take a little Dune's Thunder because it, he's already like, this is just part one, you know. Oh. So, um, yeah, there's a, a lot of lot of people in this movie. I don't know what this is supposed to be like a Star Wars type sci-fi thing, but also you know inspired by samurai movies, which Star Wars was also inspired by samurai movies. So I don't know. Zack Snyder is very weird. I don't know if I really like any of his movies, but I like that he exists and he gets to do weird shit. And I think it's hilarious how people, uh, he has such a big fan base because he's very, you know, very uneven. He's not deserving of this loyal fan base, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. um, That's their big Netflix release, uh, like December 22nd. So uh, maybe they're going for best picture. I don't, I don't think so. But um, I would doubt it very seriously, but okay. That's exciting. Um, I'm surprised on this list is not this next movie we're going to talk about. Uh, Michael Jackson. I don't know where this is going to happen or if it will, but um, they announced that Antoine Fuqua is going to make a Michael Jackson biopic. I think it's I think it's too early, um, and I don't know why you're going with Antoine Fuqua. Who I mean, he the guy works a lot. Is he going to star Denzel? Yeah, but he's you know the the creator of the Equalizer franchise, you know. And the Lakers documentary. Yeah, the Lakers documentary. Uh, a bunch of other things. Even sometimes I'll see like, oh, he directed the movie? What? what? Okay. Um, he, did, he did like that Mark Wahlberg thing that no one watched. Yeah, Infinite or whatever. Yeah. Which uh, I saw that. I was like, oh, sweet. And then I read the reviews. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. He just makes a lot of movies. But I don't, I don't know why Michael Jackson biopic is on the list of what you want to do. You need to wait longer. Like the Elvis thing worked. Elvis has been 50 years. Um, wait. Well, he also years. wasn't like a pedophile. Yeah, but I think that's the thing is I think if you wait 50 years, people kind of maybe forget about the pedophile. No, I'm saying, well, Elvis wasn't a pedophile and they still waited 50 years. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe there's never a good time to make this movie. Also, does it span his whole life, meaning you're going to have two actors? I they, they haven't done anything with this yet, but it just it was announced. But What do you uh, think, Andy? Yeah, I mean, how do you do that without doing Jackson 5? I don't know. Would you? And you're you're saying you have to do like a two part. His 1978 career to his 1986 career, where he changed colors. Yes, is what you're referring to. Of uh, course. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, what kind of makeup can you do? Prosthetics? I don't know. Like the first one's played by uh, just off the top of my head, Denzel Washington. The <laughs> second one's played by like Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. There's a lot of a lot of that goes into that, but I mean, Austin Butler isn't fat, and they made him fat. You know, he, he pulled it off, right? Well, yeah, neither is Russell Crowe. Well, Russell Crowe's definitely fat now, but not as fat as he wasn't unhinged. Yeah. Someone saw that recently and were, was telling me about, it and they're like, "Oh, he got so fat. <laughs> it's not real. Thank God." <laughs> he's still, he's still big. 
Well, he's 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 gearing up to play Babe Ruth, I think. <laughs> that would be a good documentary. A documentary, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. A biopic. Yeah, that's the name for it. Babe Ruth, because I've heard that guy was just like it's pretty crazy, like the amount he would drink and stuff, and then like eat hot dogs on the field. Yeah, smoke cigars. Yeah. You know he did the move Danny DeVito does where he has in his front pocket on his shirt, you know, sausage. Yeah. For sure. Okay, uh, tell us about Reed Hastings uh, looking for a new job. I don't think he's looking for a new job. I think he's made plenty of money, but um, he has stepped down as co-CEO of Netflix. Uh, he's one of the, the co-founders. So very interesting career. This guy started, he co-founded a tech company, essentially, um, that was going to, you know, create a system that would allow you know you to rent DVDs through the mail. Um, and since then, basically, Netflix has become, while they still have a technology platform, they're basically a production company. they got to make, yeah. make deals with Adam Sandler and all this shit. So um, it's funny how this guy came from Silicon Valley and, and it's lasted this long, um, but he is now finally uh, stepping down. And um, uh, the guy who's the co-CEO has been basically the, the head of Netflix like content for uh, before that. So... Um, you know, it'll be a transition. It just, you know, end of an era. I don't know. Netflix is Netflix had some good news. They had like good sub- subscriber numbers this uh, past quarter. I think the stock's back up. Um, so Are they finally cracking down on the password sharing thing? Yeah, they said they're going to really start getting into that um, in March. So interesting. Um, it's already it's already set. Like they know like where your location is and they'll just get you. Um, I think you can just pay like three bucks or something. That's what they're going to do. That's not bad. Um, it's like, yeah, for three bucks extra, you get another location. Yeah. Uh, my wife's family, the parents have the account. And then my sister-in-law, they have their own, you know, folder at their house. And then we have our own at our house. Yeah. That might be trickier. I don't know if it's three bucks per location. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you get one extra location. So I don't um, know. Be prepared. When do you think there's going to be a movie about making Netflix? I don't know. And do you think it'd be done by Netflix or it'd be like Amazon Productions? Yeah. Or like, would it be about Blockbuster as well or something? You got to include that part of it. Oh, definitely. Um, Yeah. I mean, they made an interesting story. Yeah. That's why I think this is guys had an interesting career. All I know is he, Buys a lot of political ads. If you ever pay attention during the elections and they do that thing at the end and they're like, paid for by this, it's like his name is there a lot. So this guy is- His actual name? Yeah. He's just just not not donating to a foundation that buys ads. He's just spending his own money on this shit. Never Um, seen that. So he's super rich. Well, I'd imagine so. Yeah. All right. Maybe he'll buy the angels, you know? Make an offer. Yeah. Get in there. Anything could happen. Uh, Violent Night 2. I have noticed that Violent Night is on Peacock, and uh, it's about uh, a month too late for me, uh, as it's the 24th of January, and I'm not going to be watching a Christmas movie for at least, like, seven months, maybe? Yeah, I said, by your schedule, you'll watch it, like, September 2nd, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the director came out and said, yeah, we're going to make another one, which is the same story as Megan. It's just like, hey, this made money. People liked it. Um, why not? Just keep going. So maybe David Harbour will get a nice little pay increase for this one. Well, I'd like if they could also combine that with the Fat Man because it sounds like that's essentially what it was. Just didn't star Mel Gibson. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be interesting. Maybe do like um, a, into the Santaverse. Yeah, because then yeah, we're talking about having two Santa Clauses for Pete's sake. Come yeah. on, crazy. How many other Santas have there been? Um, Tim Allen, of course. Yeah, um, who we didn't we're not going to mention that story. I know you, you've talked about how he's gone, you know, all this time with no scandals and <laughs> now there's trying. I don't know if it's even a scandal because like she said she didn't care or something. And he said, no, it didn't happen. And like, well, we can't prove anything because it was 30 fucking years ago. Yeah. Hold on. Um, look it up if you want to. I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, Violent Night too. That's why not? Just keep doing it. Now, is this going to come out at Christmas time? It has to, but sometimes that shit doesn't happen, and they're like fucking dumb about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it has to. Okay. All right. Uh, Dennis Quaid is uh, doing the Bass Reeves eighteen eighty three story 
for uh, Taylor Sheridan. Now, uh, my question, and I haven't really done any of the research. I know he's directing at least two episodes. Does that mean he's also going to be starring in it? Oh, Dennis Quaid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh, going to be the, the co-star. He's not a, he's not Bass Reeves. Um, it says David Oyelowo is playing Bass Reeves as a, a black person. So All right. Very, very different. Um, but, yeah, that story, I think he's like the first black U.S. Marshal or something like that. That's the so story. Couldn't. Well, it could have been played um, by Dennis. And um, he's got an interesting story to tell. Um, true life character. I don't know how this interacts with 1883, but um, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy another another uh, old white guy from from our past just getting another um, Yellowstone related job. It's it's good stuff. And who doesn't love Dennis Quaid? Including Paul out of nowhere, ah, Dennis Quaid. And it's not like nowhere. Dennis Quaid's still uh, you know, wildly really, relevant, really working and everything. But. Remember that rant he went on like ten years ago, but then it ended up being a joke. Yeah, I don't really know how that works. But. Also, I think Dennis Quaid is probably worried. His son's probably more famous than him now. So yeah, he's, he's like, my son's in a Nolan movie. All right, I got it. I got it. He's got to do a Taylor Sheridan movie. He's just as hot a property. Um, Can you believe that movie's almost twenty years old? Yeah, that's it's crazy. Been, been a long time. It's fun to watch when we have weather because then it's like you're there. That's like true three D. There's a little wind, and you're like, oh, no, we got to watch out. It could be like a billboard flying. Yeah, it could happen. Or when it's just like when it's raining crazy, or if it's, you know, 40 degrees in Long Beach. So it's a fun movie. It was 38 degrees this morning. Yeah, uh, uh, my weather app said it felt like it was 38 degrees because of the wind. It was 40, but on the water, no less. It's pretty amazing. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Um, the Oscars, the announcements, I believe, came out this morning, and uh, some snubs, some expected. Uh, Brendan Fraser, look at him, back from the grave. Yeah, I think it, it went mostly as people expected. Um, it's always interesting with the best picture because there's 10 movies now. Um, and I'm, I'm going to list them off here, alphabetical order, so no order here that matters. Um, All Quiet in the Western Front. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. I tried rewatching, by the way, with the English subtitles. First, I flubbed it and I put on like American disabilities where <laughs> they tell uh, you what's happening. It's yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> people are speaking English. And then this woman's like, uh, mine Fuhrer walks over to the trash yeah, and lights for, a cigar. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is awful. Um, and the next up, Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Elvis, Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, and then here's where it probably gets interesting. The last two spots: uh, Triangle of Sadness, um, which I liked. I did see. It wasn't in my top ten there. Um, and then Women Talking, which has like not been available to see anywhere yet. Um, it was like a hyped movie for Oscars coming in. Um, like a big cast, and it's like all women. Women director um, didn't really have the buzz, but you know they they, they put it there probably the last spot there. So. Um, Interesting. Um, and then best director, we got uh, the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Todd Field for Tar. Uh, Martin McDonough for Banshees of Sharon, uh, Ruben Ostlin for Triangle of S- Sadness. And Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Uh, people were a little upset about um, a couple things here. Uh, no Jim Cameron, you know. Oh, snub. Not there. Um, and also people noticed, hey, that's, uh, you know, mostly white guys. Um the, of the Daniels, one of, an, one of them is an Asian guy and one of them is a white guy. So there's your diversity. So they're not brothers. No. What, do you think they'd be brothers Daniel and Daniel? Oh, I thought their last name was Daniel. Oh, no, no. They're both Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Oh, I think they'd still be related. Yeah, uh, definitely definitely not. Um, but yeah, there's one, I guess two foreign people. Martin McDonough is, is Irish, but um, Ruben Ostland is Swedish. Um, but, you know, we've actually had a very diverse... Um, list of best director winners over the last decade I saw. Wow. Why is that all that matters now? Well, people want other directors to be able to make movies, but like we've had... Anyone can make a movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, Every single platform makes movies now. Anyone can make a movie. It's still mostly men that make movies, but... Um, it's you literally just changing. said there's a movie with only women in it. It's not only women, but it's mostly... I'm just saying it. It seems like that's all that matters now in in Hollywood specifically. Yeah, people people want to make make a push for that, but I think um, I, I don't have a problem with this list. I think it, it makes sense. Um, 
I, I mean, I never see most of the films, never hear most of the films, so I don't usually care about the you know Oscar stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go through the best actor, and there's two two of here two movies here that I haven't even like been able to see. So that's how you know it's yeah, it's probably deep. really good. Uh, but yeah, best actor: um, Austin Butler as Elvis, Colin Farrell, Banshee's Gonna Share, and Brendan Fraser as the Whale. One of those three is gonna win. Um, but these next two: Paul Mescal for After Sun. So Paul Mescal is, is a hot name. He's gonna be the star of Gladiator too. Um, I don't know how you even watch this movie. This is like an A24 movie. That's like 19 hours long and really slow, but it's like supposed to be amazing. Um, I don't know. And then uh, Bill Nighy for a living. I oh, love Bill Nighy. Tony's yeah. favorite. They all love him. So oh, That's a great uh, best of the best pod yeah. on that one. <laughs> but yeah, he's a great actor. Don't know what this movie is. Um, he ran it under a cold towel. <laughs> um, so yeah, congratulations to him. I don't know if he has a best actor nomination. Probably has like another. Probably for Pirate Radio. Yeah. Um, and then best actress, we got Kate Blanchett um, for Tar. She's going to win. Uh, Anna DeArmas for Blonde. Uh, and then here's the big surprise. Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. Um, do you know anything about this movie? I don't know the person and I don't know the movie. So um, to me, Andrea Riseborough is best known as uh, playing Mandy in the film Mandy. So Never saw it. Uh, the Nicolas Cage movie. But um, So Two Leslie is a movie no one's seen. But about two weeks ago, there was a huge... Um, like fake campaign for this movie where a bunch of actors got paid off. Um, I think like one of them, Edward Norton was one of the one people were like, what the hell? Like he doesn't tweet, but he tweeted like, oh, two Leslie is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. And Andrea Riseborough is incredible. Like, what the fuck is this? And then like 50 other actors tweeted this. Um, so they're all clearly like paid off. Weird. Um, and it worked. So uh, a movie that like no one's seen, this person got nominated. So it's great stuff. Um, and then, yeah, then rounding out there is Michelle Williams for the Feldmans and uh, Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all the So, um, yeah, those are the, the big the big ones. Um, Avatar kind of got shut out for most of these ones, which I don't know. It's going to piss off James Cameron. Yeah, are they just mad? Like, you can't get to make a movie for 12 years? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Um, I'm sure it's going to win like all of the technical awards and they'll probably make like another technical one. It absolutely has to, right? Yeah. There's like, we're sorry, sir. We should have known better, but um, yeah. When is this actually happening? March, March 12th. If you actually want to see the show, uh, the NFL will be over. Um, it is, uh, doing it again, you know? is it hostless? What, what's just a Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, that's right. He always hosts. Yeah, I mean, I think he did the lap, the one where he gave it to the wrong people, or he didn't give it to the wrong people. But. Yeah, the the auditing company did. Oh, yeah. Um, I usually don't watch these uh, anymore. Um, I feel like the last time the uh, Oscars were around, and I was like, oh, I'm actually going to watch this, and was very pleased with it, was uh, Midnight in Paris. Remember that was like a silent, you know, favorite of everyone's, where it was like, this movie came out three hours before the end of the year, so it barely made the cutoff, but we loved it. I mean, my, my, I think my memory is like, you know, people, everyone would turn it on back then because it was like nothing was going on Sunday night. Yeah. That like Italian guy won for like best actor. And he was like, he's like a 65 year old Italian guy and made like an Italian movie. Right. Um, and he was just like fucking dancing on the chairs and like hugging people and shit. And it was like, all right, and no one's seen that movie ever again. Which is like a one-time thing. I don't know what you're even referring to. It was like a movie about the Holocaust, and but this know. guy won. Schindler's List? Not Schindler's List, but it was like it was like '98 or something. Mm. Um, it was just like that's something I, I that's in my brain forever. Yeah, not mine. I don't yeah. remember that. I don't think I ever I watched that when I was an eight-year-old kid. I didn't watch the movie. I'm saying I remember the no the Oscars. I don't think I watched when I was a kid. Parents didn't like turn it on. Like certainly oh, well, not. They preempted the Simpsons. We'll My the dad Simpsons. calls every Hollywood actor a dippy. So yeah. no way. Did he say that in 1988? Did I'm he sure he did. <laughs> probably. Yeah. He yeah. likes probably like Bruce Willis back then. Well, okay. I've got one more category. Arnold Schwarzenegger to go over, and I'm very proud that I have seen all these movies. But uh, best animated film is going to be a tough one here. 
Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, uh, we got Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, hell yeah! Good, good stop motion movie I saw this year. Uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. You know, still in theaters now, and you can go see it. It's got Goldilocks in it for everyone. Uh, the Sea Beast on Netflix. I watched that one, and Turning Red from uh, from Disney, the Pixar last Pixar movie. Um, yeah, that's 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 a big one. Pretty good. Yeah, I've seen. None of those. I've seen all five of the animated movies. I'm still into it, to this cool animation thing we got going. Um, that's two stop motion movies too. That, that's cool stuff, including um, Marcel the Shell was worked on by the Chiodo brothers, who were the, the geniuses behind the Killer Clowns movie. So I remember when Marcel the Shell came out. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, pretty funny stuff. Ten plus years later, they made a, a movie. So. <laughs> I didn't right. really made a short though. What? That's yeah, I, I knew this. Oh, this is a full length movie. A full I knew the movie short. Yeah. Holy shit. It's just a finer family. Or he. It's actually a, a boy shout. Yeah. But oh, just yeah. Jenny Slate as a voice. So. Well, it's because it's a very high pitched yeah. voice. It needs to be played by, I think, like a woman or like an eight year old girl. All right. Well, <laughs> are we still talking Oscars? No, we're just talking Marcel Michel. All right, this is the Marcel Michel podcast. Now, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, we have a new ad, in fact. So uh, let me do my best here. Support small business by shopping Felicia Nicole. Shop FeliciaNicole.com for luxury robes and matching slip dresses, fit and comfort, and designed for versatility. Feel glamorous at home or dress it up for a night out. Throw on a pair of Felicia Nicole earrings to really make a statement. Who doesn't love a le- little extra sparkle? Dressing up has never been so comfortable. Shop Felicia Nicole now through Valentine's Day. I hit the wall there. for uh, And using promo code TONY20 for 20% off. That is promo code TONY20, T-O-N-Y-2-0 for 20% off. Plus, free shipping on uh, Felicia Nicole always at $50 or more. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Head over to FeliciaNicole.com. That is shop, F-E-L-I-C-I-A-N-I-C-O-L-E.com. All right. What do we have, guys? You know what's really funny there really quick, Sean, is when you said use promo code, Andy and I both were not expecting a promo code, and both of us, I could tell, like, (laughs) Did you get the code? You're not going to be ready to say something, but... Thankfully, you know, we wouldn't have even known the code. <laughs> I was going to, uh, but I realized I never told it to you guys. Yeah, I know. That's why I think just out of habit, Andy and I were like, oh, shit. <laughs> this one is not just T-O-N-Y. It is. Promo code is actually red 39. <laughs> T-O-N-Y 20. Yeah. What a funny promo code. <laughs> just Looking at you guys. It. Tony. <laughs> I needed a little more than that. All right. Well, yeah. So that one will be a, a new uh, ad of ours for the next couple of shows. And, uh. Check them out. Pick it up for uh, your significant other for Valentine's Day. All right. Um, Off-road, how many things do you have? I got four on the list. Not too bad. Tony Katz? Uh, two. And one of them I can see is what Andy is watching. Oh, I have one. And it's from 1982. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess Andy, do you want to trade in places? Andy, we'll do your yeah. last one together. You so know. Do you want to knock out like two, and then I'll knock out one, and Sean can knock out one. And then... All right, I'm going to do two together because they're they're paired. Oh, um, I I saw Plane at the movie theater. I've been trying to see this. Gerard Butler's Plane, uh, a movie about a pli- a pilot played by uh, Gerard Butler. Um, the plane has to go down for a reason, and they land in an island uh, controlled by not great people. Um, and there happens to be a ex con or no a current convict being uh, transported, played by John Malkovich. Uh, no, not played. Uh, it's by um, my, uh, Mike Coulter of uh, Luke Cage. I remember I always talk about Luke Cage, the Marvel guy. Yeah, um, very big guy. He's just a just a, a good looking guy. He's, he's uh, can beat people up. Uh, he's a good convict here, um, but yeah, he's the only guy who could really help him defeat the, the bad people here. Um, this is just a, a, a very solid movie. Um, I like that it's kind of a throwback to action movies of the past. A lot of action movies now, um, I think John Wick changed how things are. They're like superheroes, essentially. Like John Wick is incredible, but he's like way too good at his job. Um, this is more in the John McClane you know, type of movie, where just a guy who's 
you know, capable, but not a superhero. And just is thrust in a situation. He's got to, you know, get shit done. Um, but um, I do, I do like how much the the plane actually is part of it. I thought this was going to be like by minute ten, they'll be on the island and just in a, a movie where they're trying to escape that people on the yeah, island. Plane's probably a resource, right? It is. Uh, well, it's a big part of the movie and like how how planes work, how pilots, how their jobs work, and um, you know how do you if a plane starts to go down, how do you land it? All that kind of shit. Um, you know, I, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, nice little hook there. Um, and then a, a, like a B plot to the movie is basically how does the airline do damage control on this ship? And they have to hire like a fixer to be like, all right, here's what you say to the press and all this kind of shit. Um, I like that part of it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a very solid action movie. Um, good January type movie right there. How many criminals do you suppose are transported through, you know, never, I would say public uh, planes. Well, this was, um, he was being extradited. He was wanted and they found him um, in like Singapore, I think it was. Because, I mean, off the top of my head, catch me if you can, uh, George Costanza runs into a criminal on a yeah. plane. Uh, it happens all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't fly very well. I suppose, how would we know, too? It's not like they're like, hey, look out for the criminal, guys. Make well, sure you, uh, you get an autograph from yeah, him. Yeah, the guy's in handcuffs, and he's next to it, like an agent. It's, it's, it's usually pretty clear. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I don't give anyone an ocular pat down on, I mean, yeah, or past TSA. If they do that, they'll put him on the plane way early so that like, no one really is watching them being like loaded in. Yeah, yeah he's not, not like, you know, group three, uh, number seven. Yeah. Um, I want to see this. Yeah, but I enjoyed it so much that I went and checked out a movie on my Netflix list uh, for a while. Another Gerard Butler movie called uh, Den of Thieves. That's a good one. Um, this is a, it's an LA crime movie, which I always love, but it, it's like not filmed in LA at all, um, but it's also where they say it's in LA is uh, pretty close to your uh, area of LA, uh, like South Bay area, Torrance. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's Long Beach in it. You know, I, I, it's a, it's not LA is pretty big, so there's a lot of different regions of LA. And I thought that was interesting that like most of the movie is supposed to take place in this kind of little area, um, but it is like uh, lower budget heat. Um, it is Gerard Butler's the detective, and Pablo Schreiber is the uh, the, the master thief. And uh, can they uh, outwit each other? And then you got uh, Ice Cube Jr. as well in this movie. Um, he's just he's he's the driver, and he's kind of pulled into this. He's stuck in the middle between the two uh, groups there. Um, I thought the the heist part of this movie was incredible. It's not that great of a movie, but like the idea for the heist was like, yeah, that's definitely worth it. It's really not that much action in that movie either. Yeah, I, mean, I saw it. I it's a saw low, it a couple weeks ago. It's a low budget. Never thing. talked about, it, but it is good. Yeah, it's 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 you clearly like lower budget. They're not like yeah, <laughs> but I felt like it was almost felt like it was more like a drama. Yeah, I mean, it is about the two people and how. I mean, I like how they show like hey, these cops aren't great guys either. You know. Well, that's the thing that I was actually talking about when I also saw this movie is it's like that is what's crazy is like anybody you know you go through the training and stuff like that you can become a cop but it doesn't mean you're a good person i mean if you're already kind of a criminal yourself and you get that badge it's like then it's game over yeah and they're morally gray and like i, I don't know what they're doing either you know make sense but um yeah there's a part where <laughs> to spoil it but um gerard butler is getting divorced and like one of the other cops is like welcome to the club because it's just that's like the reality is they're probably all divorced because they're probably all terrible husbands because I mean, the job takes away, but then they're just, you know, I don't know. They also can bring work home with them, I imagine, yeah. where it's the stress of being out there and you're angry a lot. And then you come home and you bring that anger at home. I mean, I've heard, you know, stereotypes before about cops being very abusive spouses. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's, I mean, it's just data. Yeah. And they but, have a higher rate of domestic violence. But yeah, that's not what the movie's really about, but just, <laughs> yeah, not at all. But it is like, <laughs> like one scene. Yeah, right? It is showing that, like, hey, these these people are morally gray as well. The two sides going against each other. But again, Heat is a better version of this movie. <laughs> Go watch Heat uh, from nineteen ninety five. But um, I mean, it's got it's De Niro, Pacino instead of Pablo Schreiber and Short <laughs> A little different, but um, you know, still still worth watching. All right. I guess I'll go. Well. Uh, the only other thing I watched other than um, what's last on this list for you is that uh, I actually watched, uh, was it The Last of Us? Yeah. I watched uh, the first episode. It seems like it's got a good uh, good concept. 
you know, it was pretty good. I was enjoying it, but only thing is, and I, I've said this before, and I mean, it's just who, how it, it is for me. And it, it just, I don't think it'll ever change. I'm just not big into like zombie slash sci-fi slash any sort of movie that has like some flesh eating virus that takes over. I just, just don't enjoy them and I can't get into them. And I'm not saying this was, I mean, I enjoyed, you know, this for, for somebody, for me being somebody that doesn't like that kind of stuff. I did enjoy what I saw in that first episode, but those shows just don't, uh, they just don't do it for me. I don't know what it is about it. I, but I've just never been a fan of really never been a fan of zombies or anything. I don't know. That's just, uh, how it is for me about post-apocalypse. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't like any apocalypse. No post, no now, no before. <laughs> no apocalypse for me. Why are we in a pre-apocalypse? Aren't we? Who knows? <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I'm going to do my last one with Andy because it's the same one. All right. I'll knock mine out pretty quick. I watched on HBO rated 18 plus because it's from 1982. Sylvester Stallone's First Blood. Um, I honestly don't think I'd ever seen any of these movies. Uh, so this is Rambo, right? And uh, stars uh, not some not so well known people, uh, but uh, Tommy Boy's dad, uh, Brian Denny. He's a uh, he's the mean cop, and uh, they run you know hippie uh, John Rambo, Sylvester Stallone out of town. Like, uh, you meeting any friends here? No, just passing through. Let me drive you through. Uh, you're not welcome here, you hippie. And uh, yeah, he's a, a Green Beret who uh, has some PTSD and he, he shows flashbacks from when things are going on trigger uh, certain uh, memories of being captured in Vietnam and, and this and that. And that's uh, pretty good. It, it's got a lot of action. It's only an hour and a half, uh, which is, is a nice, easy watch. And uh supposed to take place you know outside of portland seattle area in the woods and small town and uh yeah he's a a one-man army he, he'll whoop your ass and uh he destroys this town basically uh it's pretty fun that was the only one i've seen and it's been a long time which is funny because that's the sequels are like more popular because yeah. they're action movies more so well i think all i think all of them are on hbo so i uh We'll probably watch another one. Uh, I don't know how many of those there are even. Probably at least two or three, I would guess, right? There's like six. Oh, boy. Because there, there's, there's at least two. In There's one that was like three years ago, and then another one that was like ten years ago. Yeah, there's Rambo from 2010. Yeah, and then there's Rambo Last Blood that came out like two years ago. And it was like terrible, so. Well, now I'm confused. Maybe they just kept making extended scenes ones because this Rambo's twenty two thousand and eight. Okay, yeah, it was around that time when that one came out. Good God! But yeah, never seen these. You know, I watched Cliffhanger when I was a kid, but didn't watch those. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad choice. Cliffhanger's good. Yeah. All right, you guys uh, want to close it out? All right, I got one more before uh, the last one here. Uh, a movie called Strange Days. Um, speaking of Jim Cameron, um, he wrote this movie, um, he came up with the idea, gave it off to his, uh, his wife, Catherine Bigelow, um, before the movie was actually made, they, they divorced. Um, but this is her follow-up to Point Break, which was, you know, huge success, huge phenomenon. This movie came out and was not, it was a huge flop. Uh, it's Ray Fiennes. Um, it's at LA, um, December 31st, 1999. Um, but the movie came out in 95, so it's like, L.A. is even shittier. It's like how you think of L.A. now um, is what this movie is like, which is everyone is terrible. Um, and the, like, sci-fi hook is basically, like, there's, like, VR exists, um, and he, but it's illegal. And he's, like, he sells, like, VR tapes. But they're, like, they're recorded, people record them doing shit on this little device, and then you could watch back their shit. So, like people fucking and, and then they record it and then you can go watch it and it feels like you're there. Um, which is like this movie invented VR porn basically. Uh, but it's like a, it's a crazy premise. Um, I think this is a, it's a really good movie. Um, just a classic noir, um, you know, dead hooker and you got to find out who did it. It's one of those. That's a, you know, classic thing. Uh, you got uh, Tom Sizemore who just 
what an incredible run for that guy. Just a, just a maniac. Um, didn't make that many movies. And it's just like, you ever see him now? So that guy's, you knew he had problems back then, but you know, that was during his, his big run, I think of the early nineties there. Um, I was very good, but it just came to HBO. I think it's been a movie that's like been impossible to find. Um, similar to we talk about true lies where it's just like, I don't know. The, James Cameron and his uh, ex-wife don't like having their movies uh, available. So, yeah. yeah, it's a power move. Yeah, I don't know how that works. There's weird rights or something. Um, but yeah, interesting movie. If you if you see it pop up in your list or anything, maybe you want to give it a try. It's called uh, Strange Days, um, and it is based on the or named after the Door song. But the Door song does not appear in the movie. Sorry to say. That seems lame. Yeah, maybe they can get the rights. I don't know. Jim Morrison's gonna come back from his grave. <laughs> Assuming he ever died. Yeah. No, I'm also co-starring uh, Oscar nominee Angela Bassett, you know, so she was a best supporting actress in this year's nomination. So good for her. Cheers to her. Yeah. All right. Well, the last thing is uh, what Andy's got on his list is the same thing I have on my list. And that is that 90s show. Uh, so first thing I'll ask you, Andy, is how far are you in it? I watched two episodes. Okay, so I've watched three. So together that equals we've watched two and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, well, what, what have you thought so far through two episodes? Uh, it's definitely not good. Yeah. But I enjoy it because it's just nostalgic. It is nostalgic. So here's the first episode was, I mean, and also we're going to, Sean, do you plan on watching this? No. Okay, so. I don't I'm, think he was a fan of the okay, original series. So I'm going to, I mean, for anybody that's, I mean, anybody that really cares about the show, if you're listening to this now and you haven't seen it yet, then, I mean, you don't care. But uh, obviously, I thought it was cool. I knew they were I, – I think I did know that, like, uh, the original parents were going to be, like, main parts of it. But I didn't realize they – which makes sense, though. Like, you're going to have everybody else that you can have kind of cameo, but they actually have it in it more than I realized they were going to. So I thought it was kind of cool. Because it, like, it is nostalgic, especially the first episode where, you know, Red and Kitty the, are in the – kitchen together and then you know the door knocks and it's eric and then you know donna comes in too at some point and then i think the, the funniest part of that would have was when like kelso shows up too uh aka ashton kutcher and then he's got jackie who mila kunis is now actually his wife in real life so that's pretty cool like what the correlation to the show and then obviously fez makes an appearance and as we all knew hyde was never going to make an appearance and uh but i agree with you like I think the biggest thing for me is it's like, it, it's obviously nostalgic because we grew up, I mean, grew up watching that 90s show. I mean, that 70s show, I'm sorry, when it came out, like I was looking up, it aired from 98 to 06. So definitely in that, you know, time of elementary school, middle school, even early high school for me, watching it and whatnot, like on those, you know, whatever nights it would come out, I forget. Like, so I feel like it was like Mondays or two, Wednesdays or something. Well, like that. I, I was saying that I think I probably watched it more on like reruns. Like I definitely yeah. watched it when it was out, but it was on like, TBS or FX I think or with, something. exactly. And I agree, every like three thirty. I agree with you on that. It'd be like because there was always like these handfuls of shows I'd watch. Or on the UPN network. Remember the UPN? Network? Yeah, Channel Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there was always these uh, shows that I would watch while like my mom was making dinner when I was in like sixth grade or seventh yeah. grade or something like that. It was always for me. It was like The Simpsons, and then it was uh, I forget what else would come on like around the same time with The Simpsons. Like King well, of the Hill, I know used to. Yeah, I think Married with Children, they do reruns at 5 yeah. o'clock and The Simpsons <laughs> I used to at watch 6. That. Yeah. yeah, I know for sure Simpsons used to be on at like, like sometimes I think it was like 6 and 7.30, but I know for a fact they always were on at 7.30. This could have been the whole 7, 7.30 and then something was 6, 6.30, but again. Um, but I think with me with this show is it's like, it doesn't, I know it's called that 90s show, but it just doesn't feel like they're even living in the 90s. Like I know they yeah. went to like the knockoff blockbuster and they hear her singing you know, the one guy's wearing like a throwback Packers jersey and like whatever. But the problem is, is like they just make these these actors are too, in my opinion, like Generation Z actors where they're too much of today's actors. And it almost just feels like it's that 2020 show. So maybe that's what it was, because I, I, I watched it at my parents' house um, and I was saying how the kids in the show feel so much younger than the cast was that I felt they were, but I was yeah. watching that at like 10 years old. That's and true. they, I mean, they were actually not an old cast. Like that's the joke about like high school shows. It's like, Oh, they're all 30. Uh, 
that semi show they were younger. Yeah, I think Mila Kunis was like 14, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, so that was a famous story. She had lied. She actually pretended she was older to get the job. But I think they were actually like real teenagers um, when it started. But these kids feel to me, I'm like, oh, these kids are like 13. <laughs> so that's the thing is I, I know for a fact uh, that I, because my, uh, somebody was telling me that the one that plays, Eric, the main character that plays uh, Eric and Donna's daughter, she is 15 in real life. And so I imagine the other ones aren't much different. I imagine they're 16, 17, 18, whatever, you know, it may be. But even like the little Asian kid looks like he's 12, yeah. like 13 or something like that. So it's, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's just, I've enjoyed it. It's had some laughs and I think it's, I'll keep watching just from the nostalgia and stuff like that. But when there are some, there is some fun adult humor in it. Like they're a binge mom that comes over is pretty funny, but, uh, there, for the most part, though, it's just like it's. I don't know. It just feels like it's just too. It's like up to date. It just doesn't feel like it's. Well, it, feel, the 90s, it feels which like isn't a, a big deal, I guess. But I just don't. Know. We've moved on from sitcoms like this. Says is like a live audience with a laugh track. And I'm yeah. Like, was the original show like this? And I think I think it was. It just everything was back then, so you didn't notice as much. But it, it seems so. I feel like I'm watching The Big Bang Theory or something, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll probably do the same and watch more episodes, but. Um, yeah, it's not that good. It's it's it, it reminds me of um, Fuller House, where it's just like, well, you're gonna want to see the people back, but I don't really mm-hmm. care that much yeah. about the whole thing. So, yeah, no, definitely. But uh, yeah, yeah, nice to see Tommy Chong again, though. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't want to say that because I I couldn't remember <laughs> if he was episode two or three, but it was pretty funny. He did definitely because then she has that realization where she's like, oh yeah, he would just hang out with the kid. he was just an older man <laughs> hanging out with the kids, and then she kind of like said it out loud to herself and was like, uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> Like, oh my God, like, like, cause it's, that is the whole joke is that they just did a horrible job, like actually watching them. And that's why they were able to like smoke all the time and drink and do whatever they were doing. But, uh, yeah. So I think that that's it for, uh, what I've been watching, I believe, uh, for you as well. Yep. All right. Well, that'll wrap us up for episode 308 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road Andy. Yes. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yep. Thank you. See you later.